0: This is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking basketball, and they all wear a whistle Yeah, stupid, but what did you expect? It's a podcast
1: called
2: 25
1: Whistles
2: 25 Whistles
1: Uh, Welcome A lot of build-up for that, huh? A lot of build-up, yeah Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code BobbySports to get in on the action. Uh, what's up, everybody? What's up? What's going on? We're good. Hey, so I don't want to forget to talk about the survivor pool that I'm in. Don't let me forget before we leave. Okay, I'll write it down. Because I've put it on a note three times in a row, and then I end up writing all over my notes with other notes, other better notes. And we've done this for an hour, and I'm like, well, it's too late. But I got it. If, if it's the, my goodbye note, I will do it. But I need to remember to do that. Okay, welcome to the show. We're all here. Eddie, uh, is he, you
3: want to blow the whistle, buddy? I got you, bud. All right,
1: show can start now. That was very intense.
3: Thank you. As a Lord, coach, did you have a whistle? Uh, I did for practices, not during the games. Did I you thought blow that it like be, that? Of course I that did. That scare the crap out of you. Dude, me. the best thing when you're coaching kids is like the drills of like, all right, you run, dribble, till I blow the whistle, you stop. The last one to stop gets kicked out. And it's so much fun with the whistle going, all right, run. Uh, you're, you're playing out. squid
1: games with yes. the kids Jimmy yeah, exactly you're done
3: is. next run 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 oh you didn't stop Bill you're out ah, awesome dude nice yeah those drills are fun do you want to coach next year um we're I'm going to coach next year but I have a another guy coming in to help me out that Dang. knows about
1: basketball well, and, you're,
3: and, you're, and you're replacing Kevin at the same I, time well Kevin did not renew I so got fired don't act like you're the victim Kevin no, no, you did no. not review did,
1: did you not renew Kevin or did he not renew you I haven't even been asked. That's not Wow, true. that's not true. Breaking this is news! All news you, to you, me. You could have at least franchise tag him. Give me a year. <laughs>
3: <Dang>. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. I, I after the game, after the whole tournament, I talked to Kevin. I said, "Hey, man, you know, uh, I gave him a little gift card. Thank you for doing this." And of course, you're always welcome to do next year. He's like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know if I'll do that." But he didn't say no. It meant no. And it was
2: right after the game. Thank you. When emotions are high. Yeah, after the whole season. And I'm like, dude, I just need a week. Let me get my thoughts back together. A little off-season. Then we can talk. But I didn't know I was a free agent now.
1: At the same time, does... Let's, hey, Kevin, let's pick another team and coach them
3: ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be real nice, guys. Real nice. <laughs> at the same time, go ahead, finish your thought before uh, we get into at it. At the same time, like, why does Kevin want to coach nine-year-old boys? Like, because he's not he a, maybe enjoys the sport. You no, know, he's not a dad. Like, this is something we have to do as You dads. asked me to coach... You could say the same thing about me. Yeah, but it was your team. You paid into the team. Right, but Jerry Jones, well, he doesn't want to coach.
1: But, <laughs> uh, okay, so they're here. There's that drama. Mike, what's up, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Well, I didn't ask how you were. I just said, what's up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then Coleman, who is, is he on or do we lose him? Because we had him on and he was in his car and then we were like, well, we can't do this if he's in his car. But then we saw a microphone pop up from the bottom of the screen. So he had his laptop and a microphone, but he was in his car. And then we were like, well, if he's driving, you can't. Then he's not, somebody's driving. And we don't know who. It's a mystery person. And then we heard I'm going to park at Starbucks, and now he's gone.
0: Mm-hmm. He's one mile from the Starbucks, so he's getting settled.
3: Wow.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So we'll check in with Coleman, maybe.
0: Okay.
3: I'm watching the show right now called Looking for Michael. It popped up on my Hulu. Michael who? Uh, a mountain climber. I don't. I don't know what's with oh. me in these mountain climbing Everest shows, but it just popped up and I watched it. And that reminded me of, like, you know, Coleman saying, like, hey, I'm pulling up to a Starbucks and then he's gone. A lot of these stories are like that where they're just like, hey, man, I'm going to meet you right here at this spot. Never saw him again. Well, he said, yeah, I'm
1: pulling into Starbucks. And I didn't know about the whole deal. And we were a little loose with our time. You know, we're like five minutes ahead of where we would be. But so Coleman will be up. We'll talk to him, do some basketball. Uh, let's get going with the tittle-tattle.
2: It's time for the stupidest name ever.
1: It's the tittle-tattle with
2: After the announcement of UCLA losing forward, Jalen Clark, for the remainder of the season, what do you get the chances of UCLA making a run in the tournament?
1: Listen, I didn't watch maybe but two UCLA games all year. So I'm not going to act like I'm a big Pac-12 expert because I say I'm not awake for the most part. And unless I see the highlight, it's not just UCLA, it's USC, it's Oregon, it's all of those Arizona. Arizona. Yes, unless I see the highlight, I can't sit and act like I'm Mr. Sports where I've stayed up until 11 o'clock watching the game because yeah. I'm not. The thing, he was, he, I think he, what do we average, 12 or 13 a game, something like that, but he was, defensively, he was like the guy. Is he the center? Is he the big guy? Forward? No. He's a, he's he's a forward. He's forward, right? Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But he was, um, like defensively, like maybe even like defensive player of the year for the, for the, all conference all you know there's a few guys that are in that mix but from all the experts that I know that follow the Pac-12 they're like there's they can't win it now whereas they were a one or a two depending on how the conference tournament shakes out now they're like we don't have them even Coleman I think said he had Houston and UCLA up there and mm-hmm. he's like I can't even pick UCLA now so I'm gonna go just by the experts because I'm not an expert in UCLA basketball I've watched two games it seems to me like most people feel like he was such an integral part of that team that they could still win a couple games but to win a national championship. It doesn't seem like they think it's possible because of what he provided to that team defensively. What do you think about it?
2: I'm kind of the same. I mean, obviously, we're on the same time zone here, so I don't watch a lot of the games. I know Tiger Campbell and what is it, Jaime Juáquez Jr. Yeah, they're both studs.
3: Those are the dudes that I thought, like, is it one of those guys? Then you're in trouble. I but thought. again, they're studs in, like, they will score you points. Right. They will do a lot of the business that you do that get you on Sports Center. Mm -hmm.
2: Like
1: they're 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 those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's that guy, but he's like the 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 trash man in the neighborhood. Yeah, you gotta have him. You gotta have him. And if he's not there, it sucks. And things things aren't running efficiently. There's garbage. But he also doesn't get the respect unless people kind of understand what he's doing and why he's
2: doing it. Right. He's what you would call, I guess, the X factor of the team. Right. One of those. If you need him, you got him. Great.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go with no. They can't, but only because experts think. (laughs) We don't really know. Well, again, other than highlights, I'm not going to lie to you and say I'm watching all those West Coast games. Hey, Coleman,
0: so what are you doing and where are you? So I am heading from Hamilton, New York, to Brooklyn, New York, for the A-10 quarters. I plan on going to all four games today, but with this, I'm now skipping the first game and going to three of them. Um, But it was a a four-and-a-half-hour drive, didn't have a hotel to stop at, so making this Starbucks work. Okay, he's hustling.
3: Yeah, sounds good. Can't be mad at somebody for hustling. True. He's gonna yeah. drive in New York City. Oh, Colossal Crawley, what's
0: up? He's gonna drive in New York City. Aren't yeah, Lafonda's gonna see what Manhattan's like. Wait, who's driving you? My wife. Show her.
1: <laughs> okay, he's
0: covering we, her face.
1: We just wanted to make sure she was there <laughs> because he's like my wife, but he's in the driver's seat. We're like, no. <laughs> yeah. so, driving. And recording. who's
3: Lafonda? My car. I'm like, what is that? He happening? makes Lefond jokes, we don't,
1: we don't have any background of it. <laughs> it's an inside, inside joke. Yeah, we had no background of an inside joke at all,
3: says, so and yet he's Lefondic still making it. Make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside
1: joke in my own head. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a way inside. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, next question. Sorry, Kevin.
2: Okay, Jim Boeheim announced that he's leaving Syracuse after 47 years, so when you hear that name, what do you think of? Not Coach K. He's not Coach K. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean...
1: (laughs) Like, that's my comparison for the past 10 years that he's obviously a really great coach even just to last that long, but he was always in Coach K's shadow in my mind. And he probably wanted to retire last year, but was like, I can't retire the same year Coach K retires because if I do that... Oh, yeah. No one's going to... No one's going to know at all. And also, it just kind of came in the way of like a weird press release where it was like, Coach Boeheim, but 47 years is retired. And they haven't been the the greatest I think of Carmelo that's the last thing I think of oh yeah Carmelo at Plant Texas I think of his son they had a little run with buddy I think of his son yeah Yeah. I think of all
0: that what do you think there Coleman I think of the 2-3 zone that's what I think of um I really wish he would have retired after what was it like the 2017 run when they made a run to the final four as a 10 seed it seems like in this last half decade he's really lost touch with where college basketball is going, the NIL stuff. Um, and I don't know, seems kind of like that upset old man in the media that I wish he would have retired five years ago and just enjoyed watching his sons play. But I think of the 2-3 zone. And I think probably he wanted to be there for his sons
1: to play with him. Yeah. but And the school doesn't want to fire him, obviously. And they probably made a deal. You could coach through your sons. And even though the program hadn't been clicking, they still weren't going to fire him because he put in – 40 years before they even got in. It. It's probably not a pleasant situation around Syracuse basketball, I would assume in general. Because you're right, I picture him as like the guy that's yelling yelling at the clouds on his, and out of his front yard at this point. And Coleman, why do you think they just put out a press release? Why not something bigger? It's like, again, one of the most legendary coaches
0: in basketball. Right, it, it was so weird. I think the lack of success of late, it almost sounds like he was pushed out. Um, just based on how he was handling that postgame press conference, it, it seemed really odd, but the, the time is now. He, he should have been out a couple years ago, probably, but just being the legend that he had uh, that he's been, all the success that he's had, they didn't want to push him out, but now, given the last few years felt like they had to. I don't even associate
1: Syracuse basketball to winning anymore.
3: No yeah,
0: right a bit.
1: And isn't that sad because they were that program for a long time? Even early for me, but I, they're just not a winning program to me in my mind. And I'm sure that Syracuse basketball fans 30 and over remember a point when they were really good and they still feel like we're a really good team and deserve to win, and they're probably torn. Like, this is our guy. We had him for 40-plus years, 40, probably longer than most of them have been alive. And so it's like he's a legend, but he's also got to go. So what do I associate with him? He's not Coach K. That's it. I mean, he, Coach, he was always compared to Coach K. And he's not, because that program hasn't won in a while. At least Coach K won yeah. when he was out. I, I thought they were going to give him the national championship. They were like, Coach K is leaving. final year. I'm like, this is rigged. <laughs> this is bull crap. That'd be terrible. I for sure, it was like conspiracy. I'm on
3: TikTok. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> so but he didn't. he didn't. He didn't. Do you know what came, came to my mind? It's what? weird. It's not fair. But him hitting a dude with his car. Oh yeah. Like oh. that was that was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. That story yeah. was his wife. Well, can do you remember the actual the details of it? Yeah. No. Was I, there a a,
1: feet, a foot thing involved or something to her? Is that Rex Ryan who likes feet and yeah, like those two? Rex Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I don't yep. know about no, that. Yeah, 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 no. Wrong guy. Yeah, I don't know why those two to me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but he hit somebody with his car. Yeah, wait, man. Wait, was he drinking? No, no and that's the crazy thing. It's like, I immediately thought, oh, great, Jim Boeheim's Baham, in trouble. It was after a game. He's driving home. He was drinking. He hit a dude. No, he was not drinking. He just, some guy got in front of him and he hit him. Pedestrian. I felt that. <laughs> I mean, but who does that happen to? I know. Maybe me, if you're not careful. What do you have there, Kevin? He was trying to
2: avoid a car on the side of the road and swerved and hit the guy. Okay. That was standing on the side of the road. That, do- that to me,
1: doesn't sound like what Eddie remembered and then convinced me. What do you mean? What did I remember? He had to do with his car. That's all I said. Yeah, but it felt pretty shady how you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I it. And that's like, my like you point. when he hit that dude, and I'm like, I knew something about that. Well, how Eddie said it was he drinking? Do he like feet? Like I knew there was. No, there you was brought no, up the feet. feet. Yeah, though. nothing scandalous there at all, buddy. <laughs> all right, next question, Kevin.
2: Going to the NBA earlier this week, James Harden said that he feels like he's being disrespected for the longevity of his career. Are you buying that?
1: He's not disrespected, but he's made so many things about him that the main issue. Or the, that, that aren't his career him moving around him. we talk about him all the time and I think we would respect his career and how great of a shooter he is his longevity all of this we would respect if there weren't better stories coming from him like more clickable stories yeah. so it's not that we're disrespecting it we don't get to it that's the difference when it's, I'm talking about James Harden it's Oh, he's unhappy again? Oh, he's at seven strip clubs and seven nights? He's like Coleman with the mid-majors. He's going to a strip club in every city 10, ten nights in a row. So it's not that he may feel disrespected because people aren't talking about that, but he's giving such better material for idiots like us to talk about that we're never even able to get to that because we have 19 other James Harden stories to talk about that he has provided for us that are excellent fodder. So... We, even, we don't even appreciate how good he is because we can't even get to the appreciation stage really with him because there's so many other things that when James James Harden's name comes up, we think about first and foremost. He had somebody with a car. He likes feet. All of that. <laughs> Coleman, what's your answer to that question?
0: Yeah, I, I agree a lot with you, Bobby. Secondarily, I think... He's a tough watch with his ball dominant as he is. He's tried to change his ways just a little bit over time, but God, he's a tough watch and all that drawing foul stuff, trying to trick the referees. Um, I feel like I don't know, he's not traditionally viewed as a great player as some other elite guys because he does so much of his work at the foul line, it doesn't look as pretty. But big year for the 76ers, I mean, if they can make a run. Uh, perhaps get to the championship game, something like that, in an East that's very competitive. Maybe he change his Im- changes his image going forward. But I agree with a lot of what you said, Bobby. And then also think he's just a tough watch sometimes. This is why Coleman's an asset to the show because I go, "Well, he's at Seven Strip Clubs and
1: Seven Nights," <laughs> and then Coleman's like, "Well, actually, he's very ball." And it's like, <laughs> like, like the idiot and the smart guy. And also, James Harden sometimes shows up fat.
3: And somehow three days later, he's (laughs) skinny. And I don't get how he does it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Hey, but drawing (laughs) fouls is an art. That's an art, and he mastered that art. No, the art is he can show up fat and four days later be skinny. That too. <laughs> how did how
1: does he do that? They'll be like James Harden, but also his beard makes him look fat too. Yeah. Because his beard's just so big. Do you think
3: you'd recognize him if he shaved that beard? No. No chance, right? Mm-mm. I wouldn't recognize Mm-mm. you if you shaved your beard. What are you talking about? My beard I barely have a beard. Exactly. And That's we teach each other every is. day.
1: Yeah, it'd be tough though, buddy.
3: <laughs> it'd be tough. Next question.
2: Uh, well, I had a KD question last night, and then I found out, Ask it anyway, even though there's been
1: an update. Go ahead.
2: Okay. So if he was healthy, do you, and then now Steph Curry is back for the Warriors. Who do you trust more going down the stretch in the West, the Warriors or the Suns? Hey, what is the latest? Because I saw, this is what I saw last night. Maybe in warmups, KD was like,
1: he went hard in his ankle. Yeah, he just I, went up it, for a layup. It just said ankle tightness or soreness.
2: So what I'm seeing today is he could be out for the rest of the year. And no possibly, way, no, no way. Possibly. Well, not, sorry, not oh the no. Oh, my God. Possibly the start of the playoffs. Even season. that? Yeah. But the rest of the regular season, possibly. What? A great All two. I
1: read was he was in pregames, and he came up with ankle tightness or soreness or something, and that it was precautionary. Now he's going to miss... 15 games or so?
3: Yeah. No way. Odds what? haven't changed. They haven't? Nope. What What are they at? I mean, Boston won. Phoenix is at plus 380 on second. Like so. number one in the West, though? hmm Number one in the West. I cannot
1: believe. LeBron, KD, Boheim in the feet. It's a crazy day.
3: <laughs> Keep going to the feet.
1: I know. Okay, so the question was, <laughs> at, let's act like he wasn't injured.
2: Okay. So who do you trust more coming down the stretch, the Warriors or the Suns, to make a deep run?
1: You know what? Boy, I was just going to roll one quickly, but then I kind of second-guessed. You can't argue with history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to go, if I were going to bet, I would bet on the Suns. To watch the attention they have to pay to KD and how much attention now that Booker is not getting from the defense. And Booker's lighting them up. He's about 35, 36, 36. Booker is playing at a level he hasn't been able to play. He's always had the capability to do it, but he's playing at a level that he hasn't had because he now has all this space. Because they get, how do you stop the Suns? I mean, Chris Paul, seven hundred thirteen years old, sure. still a super effective point guard. KD, number two. If I'm drafting, maybe three, two, still two. I think you go. I think you go. Giannis, 1, Katie 2, Jokic 3. But KD's top 3 player in the league. Oh, yeah. Where's Luka 4? Yeah, top 5 for sure. I I wasn't ready for this question. I would what I put it 4. Cuz <laughs> this was, this wasn't the question. No. But but I would I would still probably go with the the Suns and a healthy Durant because he is that much of a game changer and As good as the Warriors are, and they won last year, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're getting a little older. They're getting a little older. And Steph's been hurt. But they're also, that's tough. I don't not believe in Golden State, though. I'm not saying that at all. What do you think, Coleman?
0: Yeah, no, I would go with the Warriors. Just like Eddie said, the history, um, you just feel like they're going to figure it out. They did it last year. They're struggling on the road immensely. But a veteran team like that, you feel like eventually they're going to figure it out. I just feel like in so the playoffs, though— you, Shut up, Eddie.
1: I just feel like in the <laughs> playoffs, you pick— Usually the team that wins is the team with the best player
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the playoffs. And it's tough with those teams because, again, it's Steph versus KD. But if they're both healthy, I'm probably going with— Then you look at Clay has been playing a lot better this year, especially later in the year. I feel like he's got his half-step back. He's lost. But I would still take Booker
3: over Clay. And then it's Draymond versus what you wouldn't? Well, no, I'm just saying you you got you're missing Wiggins. Like you're missing Draymond. But, but like, I'm, you I'm got... going to Draymond at three, yeah. who's a big glue guy, obviously
1: a lot of rebounds. Whatever you need from him, he'll give. But Draymond versus Chris Paul. Now we're not positioning it up. We're just right, going right, third player. Right. I'm probably going with Chris Paul. I'd still uh I'd probably still go with the Suns, but Whatever, you guys are idiots.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter because he's hurt
1: anyway. I know it That's sucks. That's
2: crap. Yeah, that is bullcrap. Sucks. All right, what else? Going to the NFL if the Jets do get Aaron Rodgers. Where do you rank them in the AFC?
1: Well, I was going to do the, the conference first, or the the division first. Okay. So Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. Uh, who am I Bills. forgetting? Bills. Okay. Woo. So you probably go. It it makes that conference just in general, a lot better. And also the Dolphins say they, they were, they're they not pursuing anybody. They're not trying to jump in on that franchise tag, that Lamar unrestricted franchise. They're like, we're out. Our guy is Tua. They have said it. They're in it. They're good. They must feel like there aren't concerns there. And what's the offer?
3: Two first round? Well, you gotta, what, well, what well the saying?
1: offer is whatever you want it to be, but Baltimore gets to match the offer. And if they match it, they keep them. But if they can't match it, well, then they gotta pay the contract and then they have to give Baltimore two first round picks.
3: You mean like when you go to Best Buy and you say, Hey, I want this T V, but yeah, Walmart n- has h- it for Give me that analogy with that. I'm, let me listen here. Go ahead. All right, I'm Best Buy, I see the Samsung right there, and I'm like, I want that, but okay. you have it at two thousand and eleven or two uh, twenty one hundred dollars, Walmart has it for eighteen hundred dollars. This price analogy this analogy
1: is not, not Can correct. Can you price match that for me? This analogy is not correct. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about the franchise tag. Uh, which I believe is the average of the top five at the position.
2: Yeah, okay. or it's like 20% more of your current salary, right. One of the, whatever's higher.
1: So what's going to happen here is you got Lamar at that salary, which is way less than he wants, and he wants it all guaranteed. But the only reason they're getting it all guaranteed is the dumb, dumb decision. Cleveland has set a terrible example and made a bad decision for everybody. Terrible, terrible owners. That's why their team sucks. They've ruined it for everybody. So every quarterback, well, I wouldn't fully guaranteed. I, I would. Daniel Jones got what, eighty-five million guaranteed? Yes. Yeah, Basically forty million a year, mm-hmm. except it's really only a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. So that's where everybody's like, "Wow, he got forty million a year, but he got it's it's a two-year deal, but he got eighty-five up front." Now, if we go over to Baltimore, and I'm not sure the franchise tag money for him, if you break it down, but another team gets to come in and go, "This is how much we'd give for him." Let's do a TV. You got a TV at Walmart? Yeah, Best Buy. You well, no, just go with Walmart. God dang it! I just, I'm here. Walmart. Let's oh, go. you got to change me up right now. <laughs> I got you. You go into Best Buy. You see a TV that you like. Yep. You have to make an offer on that TV. It's a Samsung HD 4K. Well, it just, say, AK, it just says we'll take the best offer on that TV. He say, I'm going to give you 10 bucks for that TV right there. Well, Walmart's going to go, wait, I'm confused on your
3: stores. You, confuse, <laughs> me. you confuse me on the stores, man. It's this too, man. Walmart and Best Buy. That's it. You don't need two stores. Okay. You need two TVs. Okay. Samsung and I don't, well, it let's
4: it go LG. This is terrible.
1: Anyway, here we go. The division, I'm going to go Bill's. Especially if they can get Derrick Henry. Oh. Oh. You think they're really going to trade him? I don't. Yeah, I think the Titans would take a two and a four for Derrick Henry right now. Oh, There's wow. a new general manager. I don't think Tannehill lasts. Right. There's just... A, he. You come in and you get rid of the other guy's stuff. E- either you're, you're zero, you're one or two. You got to get rid of the other guy's stuff immediately. Or the other woman's stuff. So, you know where Derrick Henry will be good for a couple of years? Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of style that they want to play. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of style their quarterback plays. So, Buffalo, I would go Jets, Dolphins, but you have three solid teams there. And then the Patriots, who aren't terrible, they regressed, but they brought Mac Jones Whisperer in. So, that that all of a sudden, if Rodgers goes to the Jets, is a really good division. Now, The Baltimore situation, though, is is so it's fun to watch because it's dramatic and it ain't my team. I love drama when it ain't my team. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it also says something that these teams aren't lining up to go out. Atlanta goes, I'm out. Miami goes, we're out because they don't have to pay whatever contract that is, which is going to be a lot, and then have to give up two first rounders as well. Now the argument would be you can't find a good quarterback. You just can't. There's they just don't exist. You can't just go. "Mm, There's three. I'll take that one. There are none. And so it's all, you almost want to overpay for one if you can get one and let them grow into that. But I, Lamar has p- played 10 of his last 22 games, something like that. And some of that, though, he may not want to play as like he was just only kind of hurt. And he's mm-hmm. like, why would I risk hurting myself more in a contract year? But I would go Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, in that order with none of those teams sucking And in the AFC in general, Kansas City, Buffalo. Where's Cincy? I'm still going to go Buffalo for now.
2: They have some big defensive guys at free agency, too.
1: Cincinnati. And if Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback, still, I believe it in all my heart. He was MVP, except for this last season, MVP the last two years before Mm -hmm. that. He had a broken finger, almost got his team to the playoffs with nothing he turned Watson into a star a rookie star so the question is the Jets are going to be crazy good the funny part is uh, with Johnson & Johnson it's a pharmaceutical mm-hmm. la la and and uh, Rodgers oh, like pharmaceutical companies are targeting
3: me yeah, say don't. That. and
1: so now Woody Johnson the owner of the Jets Johnson & Johnson the Air and Aaron oh Roger, he's part of Johnson yeah. & Johnson. Yeah. Johnson oh that's the crazy and then he'd be over there getting a check from Johnson & Johnson that's crazy like, that's the kind of story we need <laughs> I love it alright wrap it up Mike the <laughs> stupidest all right, we're going to bring in the studio one of my buddies. But, Quinn, I, before I introduce you officially, I had them print off some accolades for you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. There's only one line, so but I made some other <laughs> stuff up. <laughs>
5: That's what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> so, oh, let me do a commercial first. That... that Kind of works, right, Mike? Yep. Should I do that first? Let's do that. Okay. Just a reminder: twenty five whistles is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Here you go. Here's my parlay for Thursday night. Come on. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Arkansas money line. Texas money line. Kansas State money line. The only real dog there is the Kansas State game because they're playing TCU. TC is real good. Yeah. But I'm going to go Arkansas, Texas, and Kansas State. And that's what's up with mine. It'll be up on the app. Go over more smiles than frowns. You know, we're back at it again. Uh, you guys can get on the action. 25 whistles parlay DraftKings sportsbook. If you want to take the 25 whistles parlay, check it out. New users use the code BobbySports when you download the app. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? 1-800 Gambler in New York. One eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. See show notes for full details. Okay, now let me introduce Quinn Grovey. Oh, who? Sir. Uh, Quinn and I are friends, but when I was a kid, Quinn was like my Arkansas football hero. I I, I don't like telling him that anymore because now I just like <laughs> crushed him at golf last night. Like crushed I knew that was him. Up. Crush, I mean, it was <laughs> this is fake golf, but it was still <laughs> golf. <laughs> yeah. Cru- so So uh, led it all four years at Arkansas. Three year starter, a quarterback. 89, 80, I don't know the years there. He led the team to two Long Southwest, time ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two <laughs> yeah. Southwest yeah. Conference championships. Two Cotton Bowl appearances, only Ooh. Hog quarterback to lead in multiple Cotton Bowls. Yeah. Named the Arkansas All Century Team. Um, let's see, uh, Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame, Southwest Conference Hall of Fame. What am I missing here?
5: Uh, the podcast you'd like to listen to?
1: Maybe, oh, oh yeah, right? we had got there. Yeah 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 Just yeah. We call that twenty five whistles. <laughs> yeah we. Do. Yeah, yeah. We talk about that after we're done here. Twenty five whistles light. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I do listen to the Razorback Daily every single day. Every si- sometimes I don't in the middle of baseball season. Right. When it's like me either, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) When they're like, "All right, we're gonna bring on the uh, the janitor for the track team," Uh and I'm like, "I know somebody's making them do that," or like, "Hey, why don't you?" It's other, but but mostly I'm in every day. Like I love them. So check out the Razorback
3: Daily. My favorite was when they lost. They were eliminated in the baseball uh, tournament. And they were like, well, it's tough. Well, it's, Hey, the, the volleyball team's killing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> they did a whole episode on the volleyball team. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Got a little. And he's also on the the, uh, the football broadcast for yeah. the Razorbacks. When I first met you, you were on the sideline. That's right. And now you're up uh, doing color. Yep. Right? That's what it's called. Col- your color Col- guy? Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, Quinn, this is Coleman. Coleman, i give you Coleman's story. He's the guy. He's in his car right now because he's in New York. Can Coleman
3: see yep. Quinn? Right there behind him. Yes, I can. Can <laughs> okay. they pin it to him? So. Uh,
1: Coleman has been to how many games in how many days? I have been to 81 games in 70 days. Driving. Actually, 82 in 71. Now. 82 college basketball games in 70 days. On purpose? Yep. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's been to almost every mid-major there is. That's his thing. He's trying to find like the Cinderella. Oh. And so he's been in here a couple times, but only when he was driving through, but he's a part of the show. And he reports back, and he's, he he was like, you bet, bet all your money on Marshall. That's what he said to us.
5: Whoa. And then they
1: lost. They're, they're out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that but, eliminated early. <laughs> but Coleman's, Coleman's college basketball expert. Uh, this is Kevin. And obviously, you know, Eddie and, and Mike in the room. yeah in there, sir. True. So, yeah, just hop in. You're, yeah. part, you're part of the group here. We're yeah. for sure going to talk about stuff. But so Quinn was like, hit me up like two or three weeks ago. He's like, hey, SC tournament coming to Nashville. You can be there. Mostly, we're not here. Usually, we're on the road and it sucks. I'm always mad. And I'm like, I'm going to be here. And so he's like, how many tickets do you want for the game? I was like, two. Boom, gone. So I had him yesterday. I was like, I do not want free tickets, but I need two more. How do I buy them? <laughs> so he hooked me up, and that's how I was able to get two more tickets. So now Kevin's going to go. My wife's going to go. So that's who you guys got to thank. Thank, okay. you. Thank, oh, you, cool, thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you, You We're in the Arkansas section, so you have to wear Arkansas. Of course. Got anything for me?
5: You good with that?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you oh, have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I got something for you. Yeah, we'll pick. Let's go.
1: I bring gifts. That didn't sound I, natural. I like to I like to try but it didn't sound natural. I got okay. something for
5: you. I got yeah, I got something Woo pig for you. baby, let's go. No, that <laughs> doesn't No, just uh, just, just uh. Woo pig baby.
1: Well, now you're just saying it lighter. Let, let's <laughs> we'll leave we'll the baby it. out. Of yeah, it. yeah, we'll work uh, on it. Woo pig suey? I took some friends that have never been to a Razorback game. They're f- once from Ohio, ones from Arizona, but they're they're a married couple and they were like, "Go Pigs." That ain't how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to know. They're going to know. That's that like TikTok trend. Are they going to know? They're going to know. <laughs> oh, I was like, no, 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 just follow along. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we're here. I do want to talk about North Carolina basketball for a second. So, they might make it now. I think if they beat Virginia, they make it for sure. I think they might make it now. What a terrible year for them. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're on the cover of SI. They go to the national championship game last year. This is Cinderella story, Cinderella ish. Because what were they, Coleman? A seven seed last year, eight seed, do you remember? Eight seed. Okay. So, North Carolina. Big win over Boston College. It was, By the way, terrible game. It was a terrible game. It was a game. terrible game. I
3: thought it would be a lot closer than
1: that. Terrible and good for North Carolina. Sure. But they're playing number 13 Virginia tonight. And I, if they win this game, I think they're in regardless. And I think they're such a ratings getter anyway. And now the story is a ratings getter. If they get in, that I think you got, especially if there are no like upsets in conference tournaments that eliminate somebody, I think they end up getting
0: in. Coleman, your thoughts on North Carolina? I think they're going to have to beat Virginia and may have to win another if they're going to get in. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. They are one and nine. Their one quad one win is at home over Virginia. Virginia's 30th in the net, which is the cutoff for a home quad one win. So if they beat Virginia, that previous win probably falls to quad two, and they would still just have one quad one win. I think they may need to beat Virginia and win another, but perhaps just beating Virginia would be enough. And I think they beat Virginia, the are in. They are for sure in. And I, and I agree with
1: everything he says about quads and quads and .2-3. <laughs> but Guac. also, I know these executives, these people sitting in this boardroom, you need ratings. And you're going to get it at first. But you need the blue bloods. And if you can get a blue blood in, you get a freaking blue blood in. It's kind of the unspoken rule. And it's probably even spoken a little bit. And if, it's, if they're right on, if they're like, should we or shouldn't we? You know they're putting North Carolina in there. I want to see North Carolina in there because I'd love to see them either just get trounced the first round or win a few games. I mean, anything that happens to them is entertaining to me at this point. So I think they might be in now. I think if they beat Virginia, they're in. Coleman thinks they might be in if they beat Virginia. And if they win the, the – they have to win just
0: another game. They have to win the whole tournament, do they? No, 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 no. They won't have to win the whole tournament. They make the finals. I think they're definitely in. But, I mean, think of two years ago, 2021, UCLA played Michigan State in a play-in game in Dayton, Ohio. UCLA went all the way to the Final Four. I mean, who knows? Maybe that could be North Carolina's story this year. I, you, You're absolutely right, Bobby, that the selection committee, the NCA, would love the ratings increase on Tuesday and Wednesday in Dayton if North Carolina's playing. Can you? everybody be watching? Of course.
1: And that's where I'd put them. In a play-in, how amazing would that be, North Carolina? And they're like, "We got to plan a freaking play-in. We're North Carolina." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, "Yeah, you got to plan a play-in. Be happy you're here." That kind of situation. It's like you, when your kids complain about food. Be happy you got food on the table. Mm-hmm. Don't complain about the Brussels sprouts. Some kids can't even eat. North Carolina. Some teams are at home. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, shut up.
5: What's Carolina's the, RPI?
0: Who cares? I don't know. Coleman may know something like that. Coleman, do you know they, about what the RPI is? They were 49th in the net before yesterday, so I don't know what they've moved to.
1: That net is interesting because I think Arkansas was like, they've been sitting at 15, like 14. The, net, see, the, the metrics scripted. love your hog. Yeah, I mean, because we, listen, we've played a lot of good teams, and they're not holding the conference tournament against us. They're, we've played other games, other big games outside the conference tournament. So eight, I think we're 8-10 and 10 in conference, but it's like they're still like, you're... You're in, regardless of what happens, which is crazy because in the olden days, three years ago, if you weren't 500 in conference, you weren't even considered. Do you think part of that, though, Coleman, is because a lot of the mid-majors are a lot weaker and the only team getting in from not even mid, but some of the upper but not power six schools? Like,
0: I can't see there being two teams from any of those conferences. I think the mid-majors have been hurt by this change in the last half decade or less to the net and quadrant system. How much basketball do
1: you watch, Quinn, as a football guy? I love it. Like all? I watch it all. How about getting a vasectomy the day uh, before the <laughs> tournament to so you could watch the tournament, even though you didn't really want a vasectomy?
5: Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on Okay, that. just making sure. <laughs> yeah. feel it's like smart. that's pretty
1: strong. Pretty yeah, I'm strong. With them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're here, and you're representing the university, obviously, but
4: Absolutely. also
1: here as a fan. Do you ever feel like you can't? passionately cheer because it might not look good for you if you're upset while you're cheering or or jeering and not yelling against the team but I get pissed sometimes <laughs> and I'm like God damn it yeah. and like I don't cheer I love the Razorbacks more than anything but sometimes I'm just so up I'm just distraught but I don't
5: represent the university you do. Do you feel like you have to always smile, and even though it ain't going well? Uh, you know, I think my background plays a lot of uh, a big part in that. Being a quarterback, I mean, I, I never at the University of Arkansas, I never really try to let my emotions show. And so I, my wife is like, show some emotion. But I'm like, I'm just sitting there no, chilling. she's talking about relationship, buddy. She's not talking about game. <laughs> <kidding. laughs> she's like, so at the games, I I'm just the ebb and flow. I just chill out so I don't get too high, I don't get too low. I know you get upset. Man, I go both ways.
1: And I don't, I have no emotion anywhere in my life except Razorback games. Yeah, that's healthy. That's, but I don't, <laughs> I know, I agree. My therapist is like, you don't, how do you expect yourself to experience highs if you don't experience, cause I'm like, I don't get sad cause I don't build myself of disappointment, too much disappointment in my life as my young stages. So I don't ever get sad cause I'm just, I expect it. Yeah. But that keeps me from the high, that being said, I get, I'm, set, I'm like sick inside my guts when we lose and I'm so happy when we win. It's really the only thing where that happens. When you would play uh, when you were playing, you weren't an emotion guy playing quarterback. Nope. Could you not be? Were you oh, trained? No, no, were you trained no, no. Trust not me. to
5: be? Trust me, I had I had emotions that would tap into what my team was dealing with. I mean, at the at the quarterback position, you gotta be able to look at those other ten guys and be able to assess where they're at. And there'd be times where I'd have to get on people. Uh there'd be times where I'd pat them on the back. So I mean, it's just the same thing you're doing in your business. I mean, sometimes you just gotta be there for them and and uh, But the emotion aspect of it is I wanted them to always know that when I walked into the huddle, we were going to have a chance to win this game. We were going to have a chance to be successful on this play. And so that's, that's really it. So I walked in probably with the same demeanor most of the time, 80% of the time. But there were times where you had to change that to, to get what you needed. You ever get to a fight on the field? I ain't trying to fight. Well, I did get into a fight one time. We were playing against Hawaii. Where? In Hawaii. Okay. My freshman year. And there was a big defensive tackle, a guy named Al Noga. Big dude. You don't mess with them Samoans now. They'll get after you now. And so I, he uh, he kind of wrapped me up after a play, and I hit him in the stomach with the ball. And he slapped me across the face. And I made a different decision. I said, I'm going to go this other way. I'm going to let you have this one. I'm not messing with this one. I mean, you know, I know I got help coming. You know you know how you know if somebody can hold, them, hold everybody back and you can act like you're tough. Now, it, there was nothing between me and Al, so it was... <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to get it for a few minutes, so I decided not to uh, to do that. I decided to live and play another play. Would you ever talk crap across the line of scrimmage when you were yes. under center?
1: Absolutely. But what would you say? How would you say it? Well... Would they know it? Oh, I, absolutely. That's the only way to talk trash. But you're under center. You're like, you're like all right, blue 50... And you would say what?
5: Well, no, I wouldn't like in the middle of a cadence. Oh, okay, I mean, you're not like, Sean, 56, no, no. talking to you. No, no, I no. wouldn't never do. I mean, I mean, you got to think about a lot of different things other than talking trash. Now, after the play, before the play, yeah. trash talking was good. The yeah. one thing you never want to do, though, Bobby, get caught under the pile. Because
1: you're I mean, vulnerable. I don't know you're if vulnerable. you've
5: ever been caught up under the pile, but I'm going to tell you right now, hands are coming under your face, mask trying to scratch your eyeball. I mean, it's all kinds of dirty stuff under the pile. I mean, you see people get tackled, people on top of them, the dude on the bottom. Yeah, he's dealing with some stuff right
3: when now. When they ever try to grab your
5: Oh, everything. Yeah.
3: I yeah. tried that last night. Yeah, yeah. We were like <laughs> we were in a pile of we just though.
1: playing golf yeah. and I was like, "Let me have it. Let me make a little fill of that." <laughs> uh so you don't trash talk across the line. Do it, you never would say anything like if you're walking up to the line, you're like, "Okay, 56, he's He's not good. We're gonna go take him. You never anything like that.
5: Nah, nothing, nothing like that. I never really called anybody out like that. But I talked a lot of trash for a guy that was back then 5, 10, 200 pounds. And you ran the option. Oh yeah,
1: ran and, it. And yeah. you always,
5: if you're running the option, the op, one of the options is you get hit. No, that is an option. I mean that that is that's going to happen. Getting hit is going to happen. It's when you run that wishbone the way we did it back oh. then. It's like operating in the telephone booth. You ever get hit so hard phone. you didn't know where you were for a little bit? Prime example. We were playing. We were 10-0, playing for a conference championship against Texas A&M. We're in Fayetteville. We're on the right hash on the 27-yard line going into the north end zone. We call a sprint-out pass play. It's third and eight. And uh, A&M had a lot of those linebackers that would get after you. The wrecking crew is what they call them. And so a guy named Aaron Wallace, who's one of the best linebackers, was on the right side. And so I'm sprinting left. Aaron Wallace gets up, up the field. I cut up inside. Three linebackers. I mean, three guys just absolutely crushed me. I fall down like Apollo Creed and Rocky. Mm. You know, boom, hit the ground, fumble the football. I'm knocked out. And so Dean Weber, who was our longtime assistant or a trainer, he said it's the first time in his career he thought somebody was dead on the field. I mean, I'm laid out. You know, like back in the old movies like Dragnet, you jump out of the window, and they, they put the white chalk around you on the field. <laughs> they, they, they could have done that on a 27-yard line for me. I mean, I'm laid out like that. And so uh, so they, they wake me up with smelling salt. You know, that's what they did back then. And, uh, you know, concussion protocol was completely different back then. Was there one? There wasn't one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye, by it didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Your bell was wrong. Your bell was rung. And so they wake me up, and uh, I look at Dean. I'm on the field. I say, Dean, what are you doing in my bedroom? He said, we, we're not in your bedroom. Oh, man. <laughs> no way. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah. So they get me up, and we're walking to the sideline, and I'm concussed. I get over to the sideline, and so what they do is they'll ask you a series of questions to determine whether or not you're fit to go back into the game. So they ask me the first question, Queen, what do you do on this play? I said, I do this, this, and this, and this. Hey, Quinn, what's your check on this plate? I do this, this, and this, and this. I'm thinking, I'm about to go back in this damn game. <laughs> and I ain't got no business in this game. They asked the last question. They said, Quinn, who's the president? I said, Jesse Jackson. Mm. Took me to the hospital. You couldn't even, oh, like, man. that's that's I'm, the stuff you an, couldn't remember. Ambulance on the field. Wow. Mm. Take me to the hospital. Now, I see, I was trying to be forward thinking back then in 1989 bringing a brother into the presidency Which I <laughs> you know yeah, yeah that's a good guess yeah jesse might not have been the right one to say but but actually i was just messed up and and so uh yeah yeah wow. when you get knocked out like that i mean it's uh it's a bad deal
1: it's crazy that you can remember all the football things even though you're sideways in your brain you got all you have all that you know what play where to go but it's also like name something that we all should know right now every single day all of us regardless of and it's like nope don't got that yeah you're out of here i'm out Gone. i'm surprised you can remember that though yeah
5: do you remember getting hit uh it's, it's bad no i don't remember actually getting hit. i was knocked out i mean when you when you see the hit i'll show it to you when you see the hit i mean those those guys hit me and i was i was out when they hit me And then and then I hit the ground My head hit the ground And then an A&M guy's butt Rolled over the top of my head So it was Yeah I was Well I didn't ask about the part you liked I was talking about the
1: part <laughs> Yeah He yeah. yeah. remembered that his, part yeah, yeah that's the and part And his feet
5: yeah. touched me too yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: Do you Looking back Because I think You played uh, against Troy Aikman at a cotton yeah. ball, right Oh yeah When he was at UCLA
5: That's right Let's go yeah. At the Well he's a massive
1: Let's Massive go.
3: Cowboys Let's go Yeah, yeah Troy so, You got him though right
5: no, we lost. Okay. We lost 17-3. Hey, nice to three. nice <laughs> I, knew, one, I knew they did One of the worst games of my life. Why? I mean, really, because we did not produce. So all week long, I heard all this stuff about Troy Aikman. And I mean, I knew Troy because he's from Oklahoma. I was from Oklahoma. And uh, he went to Oklahoma. I was in the stands the day he got hurt against Miami when he was the quarterback at OU. And then had to transfer to UCLA. Jamel Holloway trots out on the field and takes over the job. They win a national championship. And the stance is in Younger watching the game? As in a recruit. Yeah. Got it. As a recruit. I was a senior. Yeah, senior. And and so Troy uh, was big. He did his thing. And I heard all week long about how Troy was going to be the number one pick and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm this little 5'10 quarterback. I'm going to show this cat up. That was my mindset the entire time. Heard all week, Quinn. You got to have a balanced attack. Y'all don't throw it a whole lot. You got to have a balanced attack. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you a balanced attack. I'm going to give you a balanced attack. Getting to the game, one of the worst games of my life. We have 42 yards of total offense the entire game. So I get into the press conference after the game, and they're asking, Quinn, how how you feel? I said, well, all week long, y'all talked about us needing to have a balanced attack. I said, we had 42 yards total offense. I gave you 21 Russian and 21 pass. That's <laughs> <laughs> no more balance than yeah. that. Right. 21, 21. So y'all don't know as much as you think you should know. There's a whole lot more than just having a balanced
1: attack. And uh
3: yeah.
5: Was so. he legit in college, Troy? Oh, yeah. oh, oh you could yeah. tell. He was oh,
1: yes. I a mean, six four.
3: Yeah, a
5: monster. I mean, at UCLA, I mean, blonde, good looking cat.
3: Yeah, he was on his way. So but what did that have to do with him playing though? What's that? The good-looking cat. What does that have to do with him? Well, I'm
5: just saying it just adds to it. I like mean, you know, saw like, you,
3: they're like, he's on a way. <laughs> you know, okay, all right.
5: that's, that's just kind of how it works. You knew that if he went to be that number one pick for America's team that he was going to be in pretty good shape. Uh-huh. And he's turned it into a great career. So you were a recruited Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. And you, was it Switzer recruiting you? Switzer, And yeah. And what, what was that like? Was he big? I would tell you what. Barry Switzer can recruit a shark to live on dry land. I mean, he's that good. I mean, mean, he will get you to make a decision that you probably should not make. And so, (laughs) funny story, a guy named Charles Thompson, who was a quarterback at Oklahoma, Mike Gundy, who's now the coach at Oklahoma State, we were all at Oklahoma uh, the same weekend. And Mike Gundy goes in to to meet with Switzer first. And he's in the uh, office with Switzer. And they're talking back and forth, back and forth. And Mike's in there five minutes goes by, ten minutes goes by. It shouldn't be a long conversation. And so he came out about 30 minutes later, and Gundy was like white as a sheet. I was like, damn, Mike, what's up, bro? He's like, I committed to Oklahoma. I said, don't you know they run the wishbone? You are throwing quarterback. He said he wouldn't let me out the room. (laughs) 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 And so when I came back the following week on my recruiting visit, when he called me in there for that little solo visit – I said, come on, Mom and Daddy, y'all don't come on in here because I am not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. And so um, – <laughs> Like what was special about his communication, though? I mean, it's just the way he related. He related to the mamas first and foremost. He, he's going to get the mama, and he's going to eat. He's going to recruit. He's going to get the mom. And he understands the fact that, especially back, back then, a lot of black kids, I mean, that's their, that's their opportunity. But he knew how to relate to them. He knew how to get them to the next level. And uh, people bought into that. So Barry Switzer was, in a lot of people's eyes, a, an out. and An opportunity to the NFL, something bigger. And uh, that's what he did. And he, that's, that's why he had so many good teams. So wow. why didn't you go play for him? Uh, because I liked the situation at Arkansas better. So I said I was in the stands when Troy Aikman got hurt and Holloway trotted on the field. I'm not afraid of competition at all. Holloway trots on, leads them to a national championship. If you got a freshman that's led somebody to a national championship, it's going to be very, very difficult to supplant him. And uh, that was something that weighed in my mind. But when I went to Arkansas, the coaches, the players, it just felt better for me. And my mom said something to me back in 1986. And I I don't even know why she's thinking like this. But she said, Quinn, if you go to the University of Arkansas, I can just tell by the way these people – Love this program on the recruitment. We were there three days. She said, if you go to the University of Arkansas, you'll be able to provide for your family in a meaningful way. And at, and when you're 100, 5'10", uh, 190 pounds, you, you ain't going to the NFL. You might go to the CFL, and your check ain't going to come on time. But you yeah, gotta, I feel like that's a personal statement there. You didn't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you went to the CFL, and your check didn't come on check time. Ain't, check ain't coming on time, man. <laughs> it ain't coming on time. So I was able to uh, to meet people. And uh, continue to build those relationships with the people of Arkansas and this worked out. I can't I can't tell you how good it is to be here. Like I'm in Nashville hanging out with you, getting ready to watch
3: basketball tonight. There he is. Quinn. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome, man. I love it. Well, clap it. I so love, it. I, I love it.
1: I ain't giving it to him yet.
3: Oh, at, the him at the end. I give him a Oh, not yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. At the
1: end. At the end. Okay, so we got SEC tournament tonight. We're all going. Yeah. Thank
3: you, Quinn. Thank you. No, no, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I bought the tickets. No, but, but, but Quinn got the tickets. <laughs> no, no, no. You he know what got, I mean?
1: He got me tickets, and then I bought tickets for you guys. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but if it wasn't for Quinn, we wouldn't have the chance to. <laughs> but if it to. wasn't
1: for the hospitality at the University of Arkansas, he wouldn't even be here to begin with. So that's what we should think from back in like.
3: Okay, anyway. Thank you both. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you both. Yeah.
1: Hey, Tom, uh, Philip Rivers ready to unretire.
3: Huh? And come back. Philip Rivers. Come back where? What, what do you think? He's not going to play again.
1: Yeah, he, the 41-year-old former Chargers and Colts quarterback retired after 2020 was going to go coach high school. Did. He like I'm ready to give the NFL one more shot. He says he's in top physical condition. No. He's back in a rigorous workout routine, has expressed his readiness to join a team should they need his services. He has already been in contact with the Dolphins and 49ers. Okay. I don't think though he's trying to go in as a starter. I think he's just like I'd like to play again and if it comes to that or or if there's an injury, I'm happy to jump in and be kind of a stopgap in between you getting somebody else. And I also would imagine, Quintana, that you could probably speak on this, like when you do something your whole life and then you stop, meaning Philip Rivers, that's what he did. Where did he play, NC State? Yep. So think about high school, NC State, the Chargers, celebrated, celebrated, celebrated. You're the guy, you're the guy. All of a sudden, you're the guy that used to be the guy, but it's still cool, but it's not the same and you're not getting the, that same competition. When you stop playing football, your final time, If it was your last Razorback game or,
5: you know, when you stopped after the CFL, were you just kind of lost for a minute? It's difficult. But the good thing about it is I had a mindset that I I had a plan in place that I was really going to try to make sure that I was moving forward. I I didn't have any grandeur. I didn't have any thoughts of thinking I'm going to be Phillip Rivers. Rivers played a lot of of years in the NFL. But for him to think he's going to come back – that that'd be a bad decision for for Mr. Rivers. I mean, for both the team and Rivers. <laughs> I mean, he Yeah, that'd be bad. But to answer your question, yeah. I mean, you, you you go through a phase where you try to figure things out. Luckily for me, I had broadcasting to be able to jump in and still travel with the team be around players. Um that that really helped me out, but look, it's you got 11 guys trying to kill you. And when you 41, 42, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, Philip, better stay on that recliner, man. I mean, that's uh, (laughs) that's what I would that's what I would recommend. It's not. It's look, I know we played Madden before, and those little electronic guys, they're getting hit, hit stick, all that. Yeah, yeah. Out there, it's real. It's like when they get that fifteen yard penalty, you get the fifteen yards, but you still have to deal with the pain. That's a good point. I'm just like, oh, 15 yards, cool. All right, start over.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah. All right,
1: everybody feels good. Start over to the next play. It's yeah. not like that in real life. I guess not. <laughs>
3: no. I guess not.
1: Oh. uh Pau Gasol becomes the 12th Laker to have his jersey retired. Cool. I just think about Eddie and I seeing Pau Gasol in Pebble Beach hitting golf balls, mm-hmm. seven foot tall with really long golf clubs. <laughs> and an athlete, but it's just I've never seen something
3: so tall it's like a big swing. It's just wild. it's like a giraffe playing golf. Like it's just amazing. <laughs> Is the swing good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, was good. Really it was good. just
5: real. It's just like
3: there goes the
1: club. <laughs> it's like tick tock. It's like the a grandfather clock, a massive grandfather clock, like swing. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't. And also, he was so tall that we knew he was somebody. But, but he just blended him. in with everybody that was there except for the tall part. We're like, who is that? Who is that? Left is that? Oh, oh, it's Paul Gasol. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Powell Gasol. <laughs> so, but yeah. And he's a, I think he's a bit overshadowed, even though he's a great, I think he's overshadowed by Kobe. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to really be known as
2: like that guy whenever that, that guy is on the same team. Yeah, especially because he already played with Shaq too early in his career, so... Everyone always thinks big man is Shaq. I don't even going. think of him and Shaq playing you know together That's what's I mean? crazy. I just think of him and Kobe.
5: But should that guy's number be retired though when you think about in the grand scheme? Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. like I don't think of him as but i he like I was looking at a lot of the numbers, a lot of the stats, even championships. He's got every analytic. Should Pippins be retired? Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, we think of Pippin as a really great Michael Jordan sidekick, even though he's one of the top fifty basketball players of all time when they put the list out. No one's gonna go name the top fifty players, even twenty players ever, twenty five. You're not gonna say Scotty Pippen's name,
3: although he probably was. But he played Michael Jordan, so it was overshadowed so much. I mean, what does it take to get your jersey retired? I mean, just
1: contribution. How's the con- What's the contribution? Yeah.
3: Is it wins? Is it titles? Is it? It's just ama- mostly titles.
1: Honestly, it's mostly titles. You can also just be a big, big winner on a losing team, like for example, uh, Manning in New Orleans, the dad, Archie. I'm pretty sure his jersey's retired, and they sucked. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. But, but
1: he was just the guy, and, like, he was throwing for records, for team records. for So, like, there's not a real answer. It's almost like how I got in the Illuminati. I don't really have a reason <laughs> that I can tell you guys for sure. It's the first time he's admitted this. No, I didn't admit I was making a joke. Uh, I was making a joke there.
5: But don't you think, though, like, the Basketball Hall of Fame – there are guys that probably shouldn't be Hall of Famers in the Basketball Hall of Fame.
1: And there are probably guys who, who aren't in that should be, but they were on bad teams. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Like Tim Couch is an example I use in the NFL. Had he not gone to the Browns, I think he'd probably been a pretty good NFL quarterback. <laughs> I do. Yeah? Really? I do. Yeah. And I think he went to a bad organization. You don't have a chance. I think if you go to the Browns, look at Matt Stafford. He would have just been a guy that threw a bunch of yards and never won with Detroit.
3: Yeah. So first the, year he leaves, he was a Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> first, and he's old. Wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's not even prime. He's old, Matt yeah. Stafford, and he wins a freaking Super Bowl. So yes, I agree with what you're saying yeah. completely. There are guys that shouldn't be in because they were on great teams yeah. with great casts, and there are guys that probably should be, but because they weren't in good organizations, they had no help. They aren't because they weren't nurtured. Yeah. And given resources.
5: And I think about the basketball Hall of I think that that's the easiest Hall of Fame to get in. And again, I don't know if it's a, with the number of players that actually come through the NBA because the roster size is smaller than most. But there are a lot of guys in there, in my opinion, that, like, that guy's a Hall of Famer? Really? Basketball Well, you're just a fam- hater. You're just a hater. No, no, If you have that in- thought,
1: that's a hater thought.
5: No, no. I'm thinking, like, really and truly, when I think of Hall of Famers, I mean, it's somebody that really changed. I mean, like... Gasol's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. Not probably, for sure. Yeah, he's going to yeah. get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And so I think the NBA is now the basketball Hall of Good. I think the NBA, <laughs> the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, they also got to be the
1: Hall of we got to keep making money. And if you're not putting enough players in each year and you're not having ceremony and people reminded what city it's in, what yeah. town it's in, why you got to get tickets, then the Hall of Good turns into the Hall of Broke. <laughs> and nobody's going. It's, 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 a, it's still a business. So sometimes you got to ma- – Make a Hall of Famer just so you keep
5: everything going. So prime example, like Udonis Haslam for the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. He's been there forever. Mm -hmm. 42 years old. You guys play together, yeah. (laughs) 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 I mean, longevity
1: is probably going to get him in the Hall of Fame. Longevity is important for sure Mm. because you're also able to build numbers. He doesn't sound – in my mind, you say Haslam. I think of playing in Florida. I think of him – being on some good i don't think hall of famer but you can also convince me with numbers because i didn't see everything but you're right it's put the hall are really good how about that <laughs> yeah
3: with yeah, the occasional great sounds weird but okay
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple things let me do let me do this i want to get to coleman's interview in a second and then we'll we'll give final thoughts here march means non college hoops action it all starts with conference tournaments who will earn their bid in the biggest tournament of the year who will be left waiting join the excitement make your bets with DraftKings sportsbook new customers can bet just five bucks On any pregame money line to get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at cashing in big with DraftKings stepped up parlays. You can boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. It is conference championship season. Like Coleman said, maybe even more exciting than some of the NCAA tournament games later on. Like This is teams fighting to actually get in the tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, new customers. Use the promo code BobbySports, bet $5 on any College Hoops pregame money line. you get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code BobbySports, 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York, 877 8 hope and or text hope and 467-369. See show notes or full details. Hey, Coleman, we're going to go over to your interview with the coach of Sanford, uh, Bucky McMillan. Yes. How did you feel about Bucky?
0: Oh, my gosh. Bucky McMillan, I feel like he is a coach that in 10 years I'm going to be like pinching myself. I got to interview Bucky McMillan a decade ago. Now, he's from Birmingham. Um, He played college basketball at Birmingham Southern. So perhaps he's a guy that will stay around at Sanford for a while. But I feel like the turnaround that he's had at Sanford Power Six uh, programs are going to want him to be their head coach and he's a guy that wins the right way that i think is going to be a future superstar in college basketball
1: here he is here's coleman with sanford head coach bucky mcmillan
0: coach take me through um what pushed you into getting into coaching after your playing career at birmingham southern
4: i actually coached while i was playing coach au basketball and um, so I always tell people you know, I know I'm a college coach now but really my heart was a, maybe an AU coach before I was even a high school coach and um, you know those are the days of 15 passenger vans and 10 hour bus rides and you know being a, a responsible for 15, 17 year old kids at 21 years old and I loved every second of it some of the most fun I've ever had was was those first teams I coached in A.U. So I did that when I got done playing I was like i already knew what i wanted to do was jump right into coaching.
0: What pushed you immediately into that to start coaching AAU basketball while you're in college?
4: I've just always loved the game of basketball. I put yeah. so much time into the game and um, you know, I just I just love being around it. Like, you know, everyone gotta find their flow state somewhere and to get that adrenaline going and, and basketball does it for me. When you become a head high school basketball
0: coach, were you already thinking in your head of one day coaching in college, or were you just focused on the there and now?
4: I never really looked at it, to the next step of that. I just always, you know, when I was in my job, I just, you know, it's funny because I, I was looking at some of the high school stuff now, and sometimes when you're in it, it seems like it is your whole world. Mm-hmm. When you step out of it and you're able to look at it, it's like, okay. Maybe it wasn't the whole world, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And um, so, whatever job you're in, I feel like you feel like that is your whole world. Absolutely. And um, you know, this opportunity obviously came along, and right now, this is my whole world. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, that
0: sustained success. How were you able to keep it at the at the high school level for that long? The, that many state championships and competing at that level.
4: We had awesome kids, right? We I mean, we really did. We had we had really good kids and good players, but. Just, just really were made of the right stuff that equates to long-term winning. It's not a coincidence when you see some of these programs even in college that have those 20 winning seasons every year you're going to find out that they're usually high character people they're unselfish people they work hard all those intangibles because they're different between a lot of college basketball teams is like that much right you know what I mean, it's, it's really like that much and so what separates really what separates is what how does a team how do players individuals handle when things don't go their way mm-hmm. that, that's really what separates how do you handle it when it doesn't go your way and um, if you have the right people they know how to handle that they're not going to quit on you they're going to keep playing they're going to persevere and the story of our season this year right? we we had a good start we had some injuries went through a losing streak but we had the right people that could turn it around and persevere Mm
0: -hmm. you had an unconventional route for most division one coaches what was it like getting your name thrown in the running for this head basketball job coming from the high school ranks rather than working your way up as an assistant through college or something like that
4: it's a good question. You know, people, I've asked, been asked that. You know, I've always, number one, believed in myself. So, you know, I always, I'd always knew that an opportunity in basketball, regardless of the level, I, I knew I could be successful. Um, but you know, it, it's an honor because th- this place is, you know, five minutes from my house. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got an incredible administration. It's got an athletic director that's phenomenal. We've got a presence that is great. So if you could have drawn up a place to go from high school to college and I'm actually I live in Mountain Brook that's where I coach high school basketball and Sanford's actually closer to my house than Mountain High School so you know that's like a dream situation absolutely and then to be here with uh, the people here and the people here want to win Mm -hmm. Sanford you know If you look at it, same for we won it in football this year, the conference championship, won it in in women's soccer, won it in volleyball, right? Minimally, we're co-champs right now at the league in in men's basketball, right? So, like, it's a school that wins, and so that's always good. Absolutely. Coach, you talked about a little bit um, of
0: adversity, right? Facing adversity, and how do you respond to that? Your kids have already responded very well to that when you saw it in late November, early December, faced some injuries, lost seven straight basketball games, yet despite that, you're 21-9. and How do you get the guys to rally heading into conference tournament play after seven straight losses?
4: I think the focus has always got to be on getting better. If you focus on winning or losing, and that's the end all, then... You know, you're going to become complacent when you win, right? And then sometimes when you lose, you don't have the right attitude that we got to get in the gym and continue to work because you're down on, you're focused on your results. You can't focus on your results. Even today, we play Furman. It's going to be about how we play, right? Like I, you know, if we play well, things take care of themselves. You can play well and lose, but. You know, you gotta strive to play, to play your best at all times and to get better. We want to be better next week in the conference tournament than we are today. We want to be better today than when we were last game of Chattanooga. Yes, sir. I, I think if that approach is permeated throughout your program, then the pressure of winning and losing isn't as is great. And so when you go through adversity that people would consider adversity, which would be losing basketball games, you're, you're you're still focused on doing the right things to right the ship
0: mm-hmm. let me ask you about a little bit more adversity than that just one bad stretch through a season what about in your first year 6 and 13 so many issues with COVID um, in your first year after having all the success that you've had in high school what were the lows of that like and how would you propel the team forward to that next year already get a
4: 21 season I actually think we, we, we win now and we won last year because of our first year. I really believe that. Um, Sometimes when a program gets going, it's not the the year it got going. There's something in the past that you may not have known at the time was a reason that your program won. Mm -hmm. Whether it can be for anybody, be dismissing certain players that can hurt you short term, whether it's doing certain things that are gonna be a negative short term for you, but can be a positive long term. Are you willing to do it? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to put the program first? Are you gonna put the team first? right or are you going to put the individual first it's always got to be you got to make the best de- decision for the program first at all times and that way the team that is currently playing can flourish and individuals can flourish if you if you have that mindset but when you kind of get that order flipped mm-hmm. well, the best decision right now for this team is to do this um, irrespective of what the program really needs, you know, we're going to play players who haven't acted right, done that, just to win a game. Well, what happens is you can't have a successful program. You just can't have Love it. that. And yeah. so I think if you, if you make every decision that way, and essentially what we're talking about is making a long-term decision, then you can have long-term winning. If you're going to have a, make short-term decisions, you make a short-term win, but you'll never win long-term. Right, and so for us, we wanted to build something that is sustainable, and I think you, you see that when when you have that, your teams are always going to improve. And last year, we did the same thing; like we won like ten of our last twelve. Mm-hmm. Right, we we're uh, won fifteen of our last seventeen this year. Hopefully 16 over the last 18 after today. Yes. But um, you know that that's what a program is—not a team. It's about a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've utilized the transfer portal very successfully.
0: Two of your five leading scorers, Logan AJ, were a part of that six-win team. The other three have been guys that you've been able to pull in from the transfer portal. Two of them from the Power Six ranks. When you bring in a guy like Quez Glover from Florida, who averaged 19 points a game last year, numbers are down a little bit this year, but clearly critical to your team's success, even in his. In- Injuries. How quickly did you know, wow, we've got a special talent here when he arrived on campus for you?
4: I knew Quez Glover was a special talent well before he arrived on campus <laughs> because we played against him in high school and he had 28 points on him. Yeah. So When I was coaching high school, he was playing at Beard High School in Tennessee, and they won the state championship, and we won the state championship, and we met and we played a game in Mississippi. And I remember the day before the game, I'm looking at his tape. Because, like, it's a non-league game and all that. So I'm like, so you don't spend a ton of time on it, but you look at the day before and, like, I'm just calling my sister. I said, I still have to text somewhere. I'm like, who in the world is this guy? (laughs) You know, this guy's unbelievable. And so we go out there and he has 28 points on us. I I remember it. And so um, it's funny how you remember things and how, like, things intertwine. Like, I I don't remember a lot of players off other teams. It's just not me. I usually forget that. I I don't remember the details of them after the game's played. Right. That always stuck with me. It always stuck with me you know sometimes to make things happen for reasons stuck with me and then we ended up united and um you know he's had a great great uh career here so far his uh he had a knee injury that he's had to overcome mm-hmm. and um you know he's but he's as dynamic as anybody in the league when he's healthy yes sir last question for you here coach
0: what would it mean to you being a guy coaching
4: here in birmingham
0: to lead the Sanford Bulldogs to an NCA tournament, I
4: mean a lot. We, you know, uh, it more if we get to the NCAA tournament and we win some games. <laughs> yes, right? sir. So that's kind of really what we want to do. When, you know, we want to play our best basketball. If we play our best basketball, I think anybody in our league that gets to the tournament has a real chance to win. And we, so the SoCon doesn't play just just to be there. And if you look at the last couple of years, all those games have been single digit games. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, right down to the wire we've I mean, got teams in our league of the lead eight right? right you know and people forget Steph Curry played in this league mm-hmm. right um so you know it being a great deal but again we just got to focus on what we can control which is playing our best and hopefully we play play our best today you're going to see this that for people that don't know I'm really glad you're here because people don't know what we have going on here when you don't feel this in this building right here Right, you're gonna fill mid-major places and sometimes there's mid-major places out there where their facilities are so big that, hey, there's people there, but you don't fill it. Like, right. you're gonna about to fill this. <laughs> and um, that's what I want people to know that in the middle of Alabama, what people perceive as a football place, right here, we have Auburn, who's a top basketball team, we have UAB who's playing great, you have Alabama who's the top two, three team in the country. Mm -hmm. And then now you're going to see this with us, who's, you know, right in first place of their league. And you're going to feel that this is a basketball state just as well as a football state here in Alabama. Yes, sir.
0: I got goosebumps hearing that, Coach. I can't wait for tonight. Thank you so much for your time. Wishing you and Sanford
4: best of luck the rest of the way. No doubt, man. Appreciate you being here. (laughs) Thank you.
1: All right, Coleman, appreciate that. Hey, speaking of coaches, you guys see where Ole Miss was talking to Beard? Like he's yeah. out, of, out of Texas. Now he's uh, talking to Ole Miss. Here's the thing about Ole Miss. They don't care. They just want to win. They're like, yeah, well, we, we don't care. Oh, yeah. We have no integrity. And they his have no charges shame.
3: are dropped. So, and there's nothing on his record, right? As far as the charges were dropped. Yeah. Yes, yes. Dropped. And you felt like Texas
1: felt the pressure that even though they were dropped, since it happened under their watch, they had to do something. Correct. If I were Ole Miss, I would go. I have no shame either. Bring back Petrino after Pittman leaves.
3: <laughs> oh man. Once
1: Pittman goes and decides I'm done after we win some games and went Bob Let's go. Bring him back, baby. <laughs> I'm like, why are we firing him? Waggy like left. Whatever. He can stab anybody. But anyway, if Beard goes to Ole Miss, <laughs> that's bad for the SEC. Yeah. He's a really good coach. Yeah. He completely turned Texas Tech around. Went over to Texas. They were all they're still awesome. Yeah, they're good. It's his team. Please don't go to Ole Miss. Hire Bucky McMillan and send him to Sanford, is what I
3: say. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's what I say about that. Um, let's do final thoughts. And my final thought is going to be what I mentioned at the beginning of this. Thank
3: you for reminding me. Um, and I will go last. Eddie? Oh, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Maybe you can shed a little bit of light on this, but his girlfriend breaks up with Tiger, and now she's going to the courts trying to get his NDA nullified because there's some bad stuff went on in that relationship. Yeah.
1: So she needs the judge to say, the NDA no longer holds true because of what you're claiming, which I think is like sexual assault. Correct. I think that you may look up the exact terminology, but there's something like that. I like think it's
3: sexual harassment is the exact terminology. Don't know exactly what hara- it is. You think it's harassment? That's what it said. We yeah. looked that up?
1: Because I, I definitely don't want to be wrong about this, but go ahead.
3: Uh, a question. I, I just don't know. Is that even possible to get an NDA yes. nullified?
2: Yes. Okay.
3: Rare, but possible. So when she dated, just to understand. What do you see, Kevin?
2: No, nothing yet. I was wondering what an NDA is. Oh, I a, that's a great that? thing to I'm ask. Not married, so I don't know. No, no, it's not about no, marriage. It's not marriage. Oh, okay.
1: It's a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, okay. Like when uh, and, and just being completely transparent here, if people come and work at my house, like they're doing work inside the house, they sign NDAs. Okay. So they can't take a picture or anything. They can't talk yeah, about stuff just because I've had so many security issues. Like we'll NDA. Like after we leave here, I'm
3: an NDA, Quinn. Man. You good? Just for <laughs> no you reason. Should just I saw you like, looking I just his want eye. you to sign this paper. it you be funny. I'm down. All right, go ahead Eddie. Yeah, just question because I don't really understand so so when they started dating, Tiger's like I've been through a lot of crap in my life. A lot of people like to talk bad about me. So before we do this, sign here and yes. you can't talk about our relationship ever. Correct. And now she's trying to get rid of that. She
1: What do you have? Both of them.
3: Assault and harassment. So oh, yeah.
1: what I the judge would have to say that he thinks probably there's enough evidence in the sexual assault or harassment for it to be lifted, he's not gonna lift it just because she wants to say some stuff, but probably it's a, let's talk about it privately, what's the deal, he has to make a decision, and if he feels, or she feels, like it, the judgmental woman, I don't know, if they feel like that this agreement being lifted is for the victim, that happens sometimes, and yeah. it should happen. Yeah, You know, there, there were times with other folks, famous people, where they're like, we need this NDA lifted because we have charges we need to press. And the judges will do that at times. Mm. So if true, bad news. Yeah, we'll see how this plays out. I'm not jumping on the it's true. I'm not jumping on the it ain't true part. But we should wait and see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy as members of the media, if that's what we are, to just pick whatever narrative sounds most entertaining and run with it. And so we try not to do that unless it's got feet in it. I ain't. Talk, I don't. I'm not gonna run with the narrative. Yeah. You know. You
5: love feet. I love. You know. I love, <laughs> yeah. love feet. Hey, Who I love,
1: I love people that love feet. I personally don't like feet at all. And I don't get why that's For all. Me, like, loves feet. Yeah, I like all hot to people. According to this podcast. So what? What I hope happens is the judge is able to speak with her, hear her story, and if he feels like that that that's true, yeah. that he's able to lift that. All right. So it it, it is a, a possibly sad story or bizarre story mm-hmm. or I don't know. She wants a lot of money. So there's always that element as well that's in it. Um, You hope it's not true. Honestly, you hope nobody got sexually assaulted and nobody got sexually harassed. But you don't know that that's not true. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what's
3: going to happen. In my short legal career hey thanks for clarifying that that's not really
1: clarifying it's me giving well, the best
3: interpretation of a version based on any ndas i've had to give people you read the story and i'm like i don't know what a lot of these
1: words mean so, yeah, well, thank you. I, well i'm glad you asked about what nda was
2: yeah I was because it's like, or... common
1: uh yes you were lost uh um, <laughs>
2: kevin <laughs> thanks for the clarification mine is on now jaguars wide receiver calvin ridley just got reinstated this week and he came out with a column on the players tribune i don't know if you guys have read I did. it at all I thought it was awesome. If you have not... Admitting,
1: I, like really come in like, yeah. my, like, my bad, I did wrong.
2: Yeah, highly recommend you read it. All about his upbringing, and then I didn't even know his house got broken into when he was in the NFL, and that's why he kind of got down on protecting his wife and his kids. Like, how can you not love that? So, if you haven't read that, I highly recommend
1: it. It's just you don't know what you don't know, so stop acting like you know what you don't really know in general. That's good stuff. Like, in general, we all do it. I do it, too. We all... Oh, I know, I know, I it's another example If you have no idea what's happening with folks, except for what they're showing you or what other people are showing you that sometimes they don't even want shown. You have no idea. You have no idea what's happening in Eddie's life, yeah. except what he's given you.
3: Hmm? You have he no idea give what's happening. yeah you
1: everything. In- but, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, but yes, you don't know what you don't know. And I read that too. And I was like, one, he did not try to run away from any fault. Right. Because he gambled, right? That's what it was. Didn't he get busted gambling? Mean, mm-hmm. That's yeah, why he was suspended. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's on an app, too. And his name was like Calvin Early 68. And it's like, well, duh, we found that's you.
3: <laughs> Put your name on it, dude.
1: It really wasn't that, but it, was, <laughs> no, yeah, it um, was. So, yeah, you just don't know what you don't know and stop acting like you do because it's hurtful to people when you yeah. do that. Um, and I try to be better at that. I'm not perfect at it. You know what I really go back to is the Duke lacrosse rape story. Oh, man. So many times. And that's been so long. They were eviscerated because of what was supposedly... Them raping a girl. And turns out it wasn't true. And they were, their lives were turned up. And I think about that a lot whenever we talk about stories like this, where it's like, sure, I have opinions on what I think of, that my instinct, but my instinct is stupid
3: when it comes to stuff I don't know. So it Manti, Man-ti- Te'o was crazy for me too. Me too,
1: God.
2: <laughs> I
3: crazy. saw the, the Netflix show and I was like, I hated uh, that I was like making all those jokes yeah, about that.
1: Me
2: too. Michael Irvin's going through a lot right now too.
1: And they've seen the video. His lawyer saw the video yeah. and it's like, show the video. We got we did nothing wrong. Just now sucked. I haven't seen the video and that could also just be in his lawyer posturing. I don't know either way. But the lawyer's like, I saw the video. Ain't nothing to see here. Let's go. So yeah, you don't know what you don't know. So stop acting like you do,
0: Coleman. My final thought is if there is an ORU with St. Peter's a Florida Gulf Coast in this NCAA tournament, it is the Colgate Raiders. I watched them punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament last night. They are a veteran team. They move the basketball ridiculously well. There has been no team that I have had more fun watching in this entire journey than the Colgate Raiders because of their unselfishness, the way they move it, and the way they shoot the basketball. They are a dangerous 15-14 seed for any two or three. So say it again. They're who? Who is it? The Colgate Raiders.
1: Just making sure we get this on file here, because last time yeah. I put all that money on Marshall. Me too, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm correct. just kidding. I didn't. But Coleman did give me four <laughs> bets in one day on this show, and all four of those suckers hit. and I made a ton of money. Furman, baby, let's go. Furman. He was like Paladin. He Look was like for he, them too. Quinn. He hit. He said they're going to cover minus four and a half. He said they're going to win by seven, eight, or nine. The margin. He nailed mm. the mar. He nailed every part of the game. Mm-hmm. And he went four for four, and they hit him the next day. I said, give me another one. He goes,
3: I just want to retire 100%. I said,
1: I respect that. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Quinn, he, Go even, out on top. he even hit that the, the final score, combined score, would end in an odd number. Well, halftime. <laughs> wow. Or I half bet time. It wrong. Yeah, I bet it wrong. That's me messing up, but he still hit it. That's, That's crazy. Okay, thank you, Coleman. Uh, final thought for
1: me. I've got into this um, survivor. Uh, like the NFL league that I did, where you pick a team every week and you move along. Yes. So I got into this again, and each entry was 100 bucks, And I bought five entries. But it only happens when the NCAA tournament starts. And so you can pick a team and if they win, you move on, but you can never pick that team again for the whole tournament. Now, if you guys want to get in with me on one of my selections, I will let you for 50 bucks. And then we can pick together. But just we could do like one this. we could do all 3 of us. We could all we could just do one as a group for 33 bucks each if we can just agree on one. Yeah, one we'll team. agree on one. And we'll do that the whole time. Like That's what it. you want to do.
3: Okay. Do you want to do that? Yes, I love it. Okay.
1: All right. So I'll do that. Whenever the picks come out, we'll all decide and we'll do that. Okay. And then we'll make hey, more smiles and frowns, maybe. If, if Arkansas
2: mays, makes it, is it going to be Arkansas? It's up to you. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to argue. <laughs> well, you, you can, can only Arkansas. pick them once.
1: You can only pick them once. You can't pick them again.
2: Oh, uh, okay, okay. So oh, yeah, same thing as the...
1: Yeah, so Thank if you him. pick uh, uh, North Carolina and they win, well, you can never pick North Carolina again, regardless yeah, of how yeah. far they go. Yep. So there's that. Uh, Quinn, give us a final thought for the day.
5: Final thought. I'm glad to be in Nashville. Yes, sir. Hanging out with my boys. Mm -hmm. Glad y'all treating me with a lot of hospitality. And I'm glad y'all are coming to Bridgestone Arena tonight to watch those Arkansas Razorbacks play. So that's my final thought. My final thought is with y'all in the stands, we have a chance to advance. And uh, that's what I hope happens. Well, Quinn. hey, thank you for getting us
3: those tickets. Shut (laughs) up. Thank you, Quinn. Why do you do that?
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. Eddie, whistle us out. We'll see you guys on uh, Monday or Tuesday. (whistles) See you guys. Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Follow Brandon on socials at brandonraymusic.com. He's awesome. Thanks to our crew, our co-host, Coleman Crawley at Sharp Shot Select. Our segment producer at Kickoff Kevin. Our video producer at Producer Eddie. Our executive producer at Mike Destro. All co-hosts, all producers, all lovely gentlemen. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones. Talk to you next week.